I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Chakra Girl Radio. We are chatting today with Tina Marie Clark. She is an author and creator of the Shift Stir Method, which is a five-step mindfulness method to get your shit together and shift your perceptions. And today we're going to be diving into this method. We're going to be talking about reprogramming your childhood stories and beliefs that are keeping you stuck and how to continue to elevate when we feel like we've already done all the work. So welcome to the show, Tina Marie. Thank you so much. Every time I hear an intro like that, I swear I get like high on my own supply because when I hear it, I'm like, yes, shift your perception. Yes, we are getting, yeah, I just thank you so much. It was a beautiful intro, but it, it really pumps me to even be talking about this. And thank you so much to uh, having me on and it's an honor. Yay. Oh my God. I mean, we're get, we're getting into it guys. Get ready. Okay. What are you most excited about today in your day today? It's Friday. Um, I have my mother-in-law in town and she's an incredible, incredible cook. So I am so pumped about her Shabbat dinner that we have. So yeah, she's just amazing with everything, but especially food. So I am gonna probably skip lunch just so I can be ravenous for her meal and just eat everything on the table so I'm excited I love those days like a nice family meal where you can just like unbutton your pants at the end (laughs) exactly exactly so good I today I'm super excited about I just signed up for a retreat it's yeah and it's um with a a girl that we actually just had on the show named Brie Melanson. And she does like, she is the most like epic spiritual channel. Like she channels the Palladians. She does breath work. Um, She talks about aliens and it's going to be like super next level. Um, Love her. 
I'm, I'm like kind of scared because I'm like, I'm ready to be cracked open. I'm an Aquarius who like does not feel the need to cry around a campfire. Like I'm just not like, I just, whenever I'm in like a woman's circle, I'm like, why am I the only one with no emotions right now? So I'm like, I just want to be cracked open. I want to cry. I want to like shed some stuff. So I'm ready for it, but also terrified. Yeah. So is this retreat in person? Oh yeah, girl. Well, so I'm, okay. So tell me. Yeah. yeah. So I'm in Vancouver, Canada. Um, and there's this, um, I mean, and this is where a lot of alien shit happens too, like up in our, it's called like the interior of British Columbia. And it's like at this dude ranch where we're going to be doing like horseback riding and like animal communication, um, and stuff like that. And then, yeah, there's going to be a lot of like that inner work, but yeah, we're here. Like we're like, everything's open. Like we're not like on lockdown or anything. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm super excited. I'm going to be a new woman in October. Look out folks. Well, I'm excited for your shifts and for you to be, you know, that beckoning, that, that seeker in you. That's like, wait, I want to be cracked open. I want to move to the next level. And by even aligning yourself to be able to, even if we don't access that naturally, uh, seeking and connecting with people that that's their gifts. It's like, I've noticed yeah. that everybody had, everybody's got their skill set. Everybody's got their gifts and being like, wait, I know that you can help me to do something that I don't naturally do. Exactly. Excited. Okay. Like, I want to know what are you doing in your rituals right now? Is there like a certain person you're following or a book you're reading or a brand you're using that's helping you? What is your, what is something you want to shout out right now? So I would say um, my, I'm listening to Michael Singer's Untethered Soul on audiobook. Ooh, I've heard good things. It's epic. It's like one of those books that no matter where you come back to, no matter what page or what clip it's on, it is exactly what you need to hear. And I'm an audio person. I need to hear things to feel things. So I really depend on my audiobooks in general, but specifically Untethered Soul. If you are looking to just come back to base and go inward, this is something that will um, help anyone, no matter what level you're at. It's amazing. Yeah, I feel like people, like I know people who are not really on a journey in any which way that maybe just like saw that it was a bestseller and like on the front table at Indigo or something and who have read it and they were, and it was like very, yeah, like they could, they could handle it. Like it wasn't. No matter what level. It's like, um, yeah, uniform, uniform um, application, I would say. Yes, totally. Love that. And I actually want to shout out a book as well from friend of the show, George Lizos. Have you heard of George Lizos? I haven't. Okay. You need to look him up. He's like my favorite person. He is, he lives in Greece and he is like, he's a light worker and he does readings. And I actually did this spiritual clearing with him and it was extremely confronting and it was, but it was so good. It's like, we got on the phone and he had like already talk to my spirit guides and he knew everything about me things I didn't even know when I was like oh my god this is great um, yes uh send me his uh info ASAP oh. I, wa- I want to speak to my guy yes right and so yes. his book he, he just sent me his book and it's called Lightworkers Gotta Work 
Um, and we actually talked about, I had him on the podcast and we talked about this book, but it's, it's finally ready. And one thing that I love that he says is he says, be a light worker, not a light chiller. <laughs> like, you just, like he talks about like getting into like the masculine. You can't just like sit there and like wait for it to happen, but it also shouldn't feel forced. So he talks mm-hmm. about kind of like the business side not like the strategy or anything, but like how to like really put yourself out there and like do the inner work on yourself. Um, and also, you know, how to like put it out there in a big way. And he talks about like, you know, Grecian gods and goddesses and like it goes, he goes deep. It's awesome. That's amazing. I, I, I'm totally done with that. So you were, I, I said a book, but if I could say a human, I have this incredible light worker. You actually reminded me um, by speaking about your friend, uh, Kalisa Augustine. Okay. Oh my God. I am telling you, if I have seen, she's the closest thing I've ever seen to magic. Oh my and God. I'm not talking about like a magician doing yeah. like, I'm talking, she has access to different planes, different quantum realms that I you can, it's so embodied and in every breath of her, you feel it, you see it, what she says, how you feel. Um, it is on a different level. I'm like, you are, like you said, a light worker. You are bringing, and she's just so badass. Like, I love that I can curse to her and she'll curse to me. Like, she really is just uh, like, Oh, just an incredible person. Okay, so I just followed her. You will love her. I'm telling you. And she does remote sessions, but she, I consider her now a friend, but before I actually got recommended to her by a masseuse that I was uh, with. And he, he was like, Hey, I just, I don't know why I have to tell you this, but every time I work on you, I think of my friend Kalisa. I feel like you guys, you guys need to know each other. I feel like you already know each other. And I was like, okay, fine. Like I I'll try anything. I love anything in this realm. So I went to her and I was like, oh my gosh, like uh, completely different people, but are like souls. Like we have a soul ship. We have a friendship of the soul. There's something about her that is just nothing short of magic. So definitely check her out. Okay. We're going to check her out and we will link all of you lovely listeners to all the things we're talking about as well. Okay. Let's dive into our slumber party questions. What is your daily ritual? I do transcendental meditation. Sometimes I get two, two sessions. Sometimes I get one and then there's oftentimes where I get none. But that is when, when I'm on the wagon, I'm doing transcendental meditation. When I'm on the wagon, I hear you on that. (laughs) Um, Love that. Who's your favorite Kardashian? I would say Courtney. She's, I would say most similar to myself, I would say. Yeah, she's super. Yeah. I actually had a dream last night that I was like their steps stepsister and that we like all shared a room and that I accidentally dropped Chloe's robe into the toilet and then I had to like wash it without her knowing. So I have no idea what that fucking means, but maybe I should ask. Wow. <laughs> That's great. That reminds me of that show. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen it, but it's on that new app called Quibi. Oh, yes. Okay. I, I, seen the ads I've never used it but that definitely it's about him being the like estranged brother or something and he is so funny so that actually that's hysterical do you, so do you follow the Kardashians is that oh, yeah. your okay about, that's your jam I'm all about like anyone who is just like doing their fucking thing and like Amen. 
you know, I, I, that's the thing. Here's the thing. Influencers would not be a thing without the Kardashians. They open up the path for people that don't, that are not singers, actors, models to have a platform. Amen. Amen. It's true. It's so, so true. They really are. um, They just take the heat for everyone. So, so are you devastated that they're not going back? Uh, no, I mean, it's time. Like the show is not, I, I'm like, I'm not like, I watch it, of course, but I'm not like, this is the most quality program. <laughs> so, exactly. Okay. So you're okay with it. Oh, I'm okay with it. They, I just, yeah, I just like to follow them and like what they're doing with their different platforms. And yeah, that's, I, I just like them. I'm here for it. I mean, I'm their, I'm their sister. So I love that. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is your sun, your moon, and your rising? I have no idea. I did a chart once uh, recently because I, for my whole life, I didn't know when I was born. Oh. And my mother randomly came across the little card that they put in the bassinet, like those, oh like, like, uh, like see-through bassinets in the eighties. So it was, um, a little card and it said that I was born at actually I don't remember it was like 304 or 104 but I looked it up and I didn't necessarily like I wasn't moved by anything that I heard but I am I would say through and through a cancer okay. I'm on the cusp of cancer Leo on July 22nd I love a Cancer Leo combo. My best friend's a Cancer. I'm a Leo rising, so I'm here for it. Yes, I'm I'm through and through a Cancer. I love my mom. I need to be in my home. I like my home is um where I I just need to be. And actually this summer has really just shown me how even more like ingrained and like hardwired my need for like solitude in my home. I need to have my room. I need to have my shell. I need that. Um, and when I don't, um, shit gets real. I know. I feel the same way. And I, I don't like, I feel like I put all this emphasis on travel before, like you aren't living unless you're traveling. And I'm like, I'm kind of like, I don't, did I even enjoy it? Cause I feel like I was just anxious and missed being home most of the time. It's, I, I get it. I actually, I was talking to a girlfriend and I've said this before, but she loves the ocean and she loves like going and meditating at the beach and she loves the sound of the waves. And I said to her, I know that what you're feeling and what you're getting at the beach is the same thing I feel on Friday night when I'm watching Dateline. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same feeling. So it's one is like sweet and nice and like kind of popular or Instagrammable. And then yeah. the other one is just my truth. I know that we're feeling like if you put us through a brain scan, I know that we would be feeling the same things yeah. in terms of that's where it would light up on a brain scan. It's like uh, my neurosynaptic connections are firing in the same region as you on a beach and I think even just owning that and owning where our where our um happiness or where our jam or vibration comes from is not going to be sometimes it's not going to be popular or whatever it's it's not going to be instagrammable but it's the truth 
and I mean, I think that. you should just start Instagramming your dateline. I think I'd be, I mean, I'd be checking it out. Oh, I do because <laughs> what I do is when my man is not around, I do this thing. It's, it's so naughty, but it's one of my favorite things to do. I will get really naughty food like fried chicken or uh, uh, Philly chicken cheesesteak. And I bring out what I call is my feeding blanket, <laughs> which is either a really big towel or like one of my kids' blankets. And I have like these incredible, crisp, beautiful, like my bedroom is like a sanctuary. These beautiful like portese sheets. So like sheets that you do not want to do anything on. Yeah. But I put the blanket over top and I just like let food fall down. I'm just like using the ranch dipping sauce, um, a hot mess and I'll watch Dateline and then I'll just, you know, push together the blanket and then put it in the wash. And it was as if it never happened. And I was living my best life. That is, see, that's, that's heaven to me as well. Like, no, that's, that's, I I literally did this. I did this last night. I made like a huge bowl of pasta with Italian sausage and like loaded it with Parmesan cheese and sat on my sofa and watched Real Housewives. And I was like, my husband was out and I'm like, this is like the best night of my life. Exactly. And just owning that and being like, yeah, that's what I, and it's not often. And even if it was, it doesn't matter, but really being able, and that's my version of luxury and decadence is doing exactly what you want. That's like, that's the most luxurious thing you can do is really doing exactly what you want without judgment of yourself and just being like, no, that just makes me feel good. Exactly. So here for it. And you probably like, and I'm wondering too, like you probably have a lot of earth in your chart. And I feel like, I don't know if I do actually, I need to look at the rest of my chart, but yeah, just kind of like that grounding, that comfort. I want all of it. Like fuck a beach. I could care less. My husband loves a beach. I'm like, nah, sand. Eh. Like there's, yes, dad. yeah. Like I'm just, I'm not here for it. I like a pool. But yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm like, I need the pool to be able to get food. Yeah. Drinks, oh yeah. To be able to like- exactly. I need to be able to order a fucking like cocktail. If I'm sitting around, I can't just lay on and like roast on a rock. Like he can, I always tell him he's like a sea lion. He could just literally just like roast on a rock and tan and get leathery all day. And I'm like, I'm bored. I need a drink this is not okay. I need food. I just can't. I, I get way too bored. I, I totally get it. The one thing that has changed, I have two young sons and they have really changed my relationship with the beach out East because before I was like, no, I never went. I live, I live at the beach in the summer. Yeah. So it's right down the street, not even right down the street. It's like at the end of my street and I would never visit the beach. And this year I go because it's a completely different relationship yeah. with the beach. It's yeah. for them. And when they're so joyful and love it, I can get down. But if it was for me, I don't want the sand in my house. I'm like, no. the waves are loud. Yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend's like, you're the only person I know that complains at the beach. But there's a difference between like 
being in, you know, Bora Bora or the Caribbean. Yes. That, that it's different. So I love yes. those beaches, but I'm yeah. not trying to like be at the shore. No, like I love sense. to be in the ocean, but I'm not going to be like lounging in the sand. Like I love the mm-hmm. feeling of being in the ocean. And like, I feel like there's like something really healing about it for like a good 20 minutes. And then yep. I'm like, okay, I'm good. The jig is up. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love you. So let's talk about all the amazing things you do. I want to know about your spiritual journey and when that became your life's work, because I know you were like in fashion before. So how did that transition happen? So I, like I said, when we were on our call earlier, I started modeling when I was 15 and that really was who I knew I was, my grandmother always says I walked out of the womb model. I knew that I was going to be a model. So <laughs> I, I, I could have been five foot. I didn't know at two years old or three years old, but I knew I was a model and it was just my way of being able to like harness my personality and use it for my job. Mm-hmm. So, so I was always like a performer and like, I loved crazy clothes. So it was the perfect opportunity for me to be able to have my personality kind of be um, the extra part of me that didn't work in normal society was really um, honored and applauded because when I funneled that through modeling, it was perfect. It was like my way that I could use my personality So that worked and was great. And I had the best clients. I was so lucky. I built a great business and was able to really grow into my own. And uh, I'm so fortunate for, for me during that time, because I hear about other girls that don't have great experiences in modeling. And for me, it was a game changer. It was so empowering. It was, I was able to, you know, a young age by my first car, I was able to, in cash, I was able to, you know, manage my uh, business and investments and things like that where at a really young age. So I had these opportunities and loved it. Um, But at the same time, when I was around 11 or 12, I had Actually, there was this Instagram uh, Q&A and it asked me when my first heartbreak was. Mm. And I would have to say it was when my dad got remarried. Mm. And when I think it was like 11 or 12, but that's when I was really, I was heartbroken and I was, I needed to find ways that I could feel better about that situation or about any situation that would cause me to stir. And that's, I would say that was the time where I started to ask bigger questions, get on the phone with my mom. My mom's my, one of my best friends and really is just my teacher. And we just guide each other. Now, as I've gotten older, we really guide each other. Um, But I was asking those questions, the bigger questions. Why am I feeling this? Why, what is going on within me. I was getting in trouble for the manifestations of my reactive behavior. So I was always coming back to the why and what is going on within me. So I would say that my spirituality or my journey really started when I was very young. And 
really the accumulation of my childhood had led me to be a seeker because I knew there had to be a different way. I was extremely angry, reactive, heartbroken, um, looking for love in all the wrong places and just struggling. So that's what brought me to being a seeker and, and like absorbing copious amounts of books and retreats and all that was just something I needed to hack this or figure out a way to have more like flow in my life. Mm. So simultaneously, as I was a model, I was working on how to um, figure myself out or figure out what was really going on. So I was applying that as I was a model. And then I had my son, Max, I got pregnant while I was modeling, modeled all the way up to six months without anybody knowing I was pregnant, which is so hard for me to to imagine now that I see the pictures of myself. I'm like, how did they not know? That's funny. So I was modeling. And then after he was born, it was really a value proposition in terms of if I have the luxury of being able to stay at home with my child or go out and work, uh, do I, what's, where is my essence or me as a person best spent? Is it with my child or is it working? And I think that that's something that a lot of moms struggle with or have to figure out. Is it, do you need to work? Do you have to work financially? Do you have to work emotionally? Or is your, your best version of yourself really coming out when you stay at home with your kids? Mm. So I, at that time, knew that I wanted to be at home. That was like the best way for me to be with my child. But then there was this like nudge that had been happening uh, for years before where it was like, wait, you have something else to do here. Like you have something else that you're here for and you have to start at least moving in the direction of the things that are that really excite you. And what was exciting for me was talking about life and talking about what happens within the mind. I like, I, I felt like I was like a little scientist. I really (laughs) always was like experimenting and tinkering with and trying on these different concepts. So I eventually got to the point where it was so painful for me to not know what or how the, the gifts within me that I knew were there, but I didn't know what to call them. I didn't know what they were. I didn't, they weren't clearly defined. So I started really um, dedicating myself to sifting that and really like being able to figure out what it really was. So I hired a, um, a coach. Her name is Jeannie Grabowski. She's a business coach. And she helped me really just work on, and there was really no goal. I like, I never, even now, I never thought I would be an author. I never thought I would have a method. Like, wait, me? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a book. Like, I'm the worst writer. <laughs> I really, truly. I, so we just worked on me and sifting through stories and really getting clear on what it was that I loved. It wasn't even what I came here for, but what I came here for was revealed through taking inches and taking steps toward what really excited me most. Mm. 
So I did that. And then I swear to you, I don't know what, I, I don't, this sounds weird, but I, judging by our prior conversation, I know you'll get it. The Shiftster method and the name, the Shiftster method, that was channeled to me. Mm-hmm. That was given to me. Yeah. It was, uh, one day it came down. First, it was like, you're a Shiftster. Mm. And I was like, because I could never figure out what to call myself or what it was. What do you say? Am I am I a coach? Am I a I teacher? I feel like it's like I and I feel like so many people have like a hang up on the word coach, and I'm like, I, and I think I even do, even though I am one. <laughs> and it's like I don't really like calling myself that. Yes, that you like came up with something different. And I like I say I'm your spiritual BFF. Like I don't need a title. Oh, like, that's a good one. No, but that's that's clear. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Oh, I love that. And then on that channeling tip, I totally hear you too. Like that's exactly and I think people don't honor that enough. It's like we're I don't know. I think more people are channeling than they know. And it's like absolutely I, yeah, I think that, and then when we can honor it is when more of it can come through. And like every time you sit down to create something, you're like, where the fuck is this coming from? Like sometimes I'll do even do like a live training or something. And I'll be like, I don't even know what I fucking just said, but it sounded amazing. But I absolutely I, it but came I, from that. So it came yeah. from that current totally that, like ethos. It was like for me with the shiftster method. It was first the first day I got what I was. Yeah, and it was like you're a shiftster. It was yeah. like okay, I didn't, I didn't even know what that was. And I don't like even saying it to somebody else. They may not know what that is, but I knew it was me a hundred percent. It was, I stir shifts. I stir shifts. I love that. Within myself or someone else. And I love that. um, And I always say this to people too. Like when people are like, I know I meant to have a business, but I don't know what it is. And I always say to ask yourself, if you could teach the whole world, one thing that changed your life the most, what would it be? And it sounds like for you, like when you are going through those dark times, you had to look like you had no choice, but to learn all these different methods. And like, we kind of like, and if you really look at it from like a quantum perspective, it's like, we are meant to go through our own shit so that we can Mm -hmm. learn from it and then teach other people who maybe aren't as aware or aren't as woke or aren't quite there yet. So love that you, and and the fact that you did at such a young age, and that probably is why like the fashion and you have that different, you know, more positive experience of the fashion industry, because I bet you were the only model doing personal development (laughs) at the age of, you know, 15, because I don't know about you, but I sure as hell wasn't doing personal development at 15. But so for you, like, that's amazing. And that's probably what allowed you to have such an amazing experience. I am really lucky for being able to grasp that or really be a seeker because if not, when you said, oh, I didn't have any choice, I did have a choice. Yeah. And if I didn't choose this and do this, I would be dead. Yes. In some capacity. I would either be a drug addict. I would be, you know, pregnant at 15. I would have been just my, the trajectory of my thoughts were for destruction. Yeah. And they, they could be there. I, the same voice that was there then is the same voice that still exists within me. Mm -hmm. And I have to 
I had to soften that voice. I had to work through that voice. And I left to my own devices. My ego would kill me 10 times over. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. Some, I, I would I say that to people, like people who are not wanting to like invest or, you know, put the time, money, energy into to going towards what they know they're meant to do. It's like, what's the cost of not doing it though? Like, it's oh my God. Far so much exactly. So much pain. Just not honoring that. That's really why I did it because I knew that if I didn't answer this call, I would go through my life with this dull ache in my heart, Mm -hmm. knowing that I didn't do what I came here to do. And even like just the art or, or the process of doing it has just alleviated that. I don't need it to be big. I don't need it to be, it was one, it was creating it and creating it for one person, even if it was for myself or my girlfriend or my anybody, I needed to birth that. And I believe that the universe was asking me, and if I didn't answer it, the shift star method, even if it's not in those words, it would have gone to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. This level, this, this desire is from the universe and it wants to be birthed and it needed to be birthed to someone that was willing. And the quote, always resonates with me. Luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Mm, Love that. And I had been the year prior had been really preparing. Not, I had no idea what I was preparing for, but the luck came down to me when I had done that. I was willing and able to be able to harness the gift that I was given. And we are all going to be given gifts when we do our work because it will come to you. You may not know it. You may not know when. You may not know how or what it's going to be called, but your gifts will show up when you move towards that in which you love and what you're passionate about. Mm. It just happened. So I was ready. So it came down to me and I knew it. I could feel it and I can feel it with every single cell microbiome, uh, you know, our uh, microscopic being of myself knows that this is what I came here to do. Mm, And I feel like like in the moment, it's like there must have been like doubts and fears coming up. So how did you like handle that in the moment? I had to apply the Shiftster method. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep, 
deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend, Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. And still to this day have to apply the shift store method to what comes up within me. Because if I let that narrative that is going on within my mind take over, I will be I won't be able to do what I need to do. So I had to apply the method to everything that I was doing, everything that I was doing, every inch that I went, I had to just do the work. Okay. Now you, now you got to tell us the method. Okay. The the shift star method is a five-step method to shift your perception. Hmm. So I call what goes on within us, as stirs Mm. anytime we deviate into a negative thought pattern. Okay. This could be something that shows up as an annoyance. This could be something that shows up uh, with your, a guy doesn't text you back. The thing that goes on in your mind, the second that that happens is the stirs. Mm. And we all have stir stories that we've copied and pasted pasted from our past that anytime we're stirring, we copy and paste that narrative from before and it becomes real in real life. Amen. (laughs) So we are accessing or throughout our day, we have opportunity and I call them opportunities, but ways that we get pulled out of our true nature by our stirs, our stir stories when he doesn't call you back, when your boss doesn't respond to you, when you're, you weren't invited to that birthday party, when you, when the girl that was on the subway hits the back of your foot because she was following you so closely that she, you were just annoyed. All Mm. of those narratives that we have are stirring us up and causing us to react in ways that are not helpful and are not Um, what is in alignment with our true nature. So first, you just have to recognize your stirring, Mm. which is inside your mind, you say, oh, I'm biting my nails. I must be stirring. Oh, I feel that pain in my chest. Ah, I'm stirring. Mm. Or Whatever it is, and everybody has physiological changes and emotional changes that happen when they're stirring, and the first step is just recognizing that that's what's going on. Yeah. Recognizing that what is going on through you biting your nails is really a copied and paste narrative 
that is going on in your mind and is causing this to manifest. Mm. Whatever, if, if you're biting your nails, it's because of that. It's, if you're doing all these things, it's because you've deviated into a negative thought pattern. Right. So, and it's like, because that's almost like taking the accountability. Yeah, it's being like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is my story that yeah, I've it's made not, up. It's not that bitch that hit me with her, <laughs> with her bag. It, this is me. Like, I need to take accountability for this. This is, this is coming up because of the thoughts that I have. She yeah. just pre, preempted this. Totally, yeah. She, she triggered that. So yeah. a stir is very similar to a trigger if they're this one and the same. Yeah. I it was triggered. I was stirred. So when we get stirred, we deviate into a negative thought pattern and nine times out of 10, we react in a way that we've reacted before and react in a way that we are not satisfied with. It is not forward moving. It's something that keeps us stuck and that we're sick of and has caused pain in our life Mm. and continues to. And I think a lot of people come to me because they're sick and tired of the, the same outcome. Every single time, no matter what guy they meet, it's causing the same reaction and causing the same outcome. So the second step is the hardest but most potent and powerful step. And if anybody is listening, you could basically listen to just these five minutes and you're good. (laughs) But the second step is the sit. Mm. And what I mean by sit is an emotional posture. This isn't something that you do where you can sit in meditation. You can sit, you know, at the beach, but really the sit is designed that when you are stirring, when your boss doesn't, um, when your boss rolls their eyes at you Mm. and you've deviated into a negative thought pattern and you're stirring, we normally react. What the sit is designed to do is allow you to emotionally sit within your mind and not react. And when you, when you don't react, you allow infinite possibilities of an outcome. When we react, we disconnect. Okay, so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off 
anything on the shop. Yes, a discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. From possibilities, we react and cause the same outcome that we've had before or a predictable outcome. When we sit within ourselves, we attract, I, I say, on the other side of the sit, there are shifts. Mm. When we sit in contrast to what our mind and body wants us to do to alleviate the pain that we're experiencing, when we surrender to the emotional sit and say, I'd like, I'll walk you through mine. Um, I'm stirred up and I go inside my mind and I say, I, I say, this is probably not politically correct. I'm like, you better sit, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you better sit. You sit, bitch. You better sit. You know you are cruising for a bruising if you do not sit. Mm-hmm. I will surrender to this sit. I will not say no to whatever this is trying to show me. And in the shift story method, there's a bunch of mantras that people can use when they're actively sitting. But it's, I will not say no to what the universe or God is trying to sit show me through this pain. Mm. And when I sit through it and I allow it to completely exist within me, I reduce its potency or its stronghold that it has over me. And when I can sit with it, it will reduce. Yes. And what I think for the sit, I was trying to describe it. It's like when, when we get stirred, it's like somebody throwing us a hot potato or a hot piece of coal. And all we want to do when once we catch it is offload it. We want it off of ourselves. We want it gone. And when we offload, we offload by, um, you know, eating a dozen donuts. We offload by calling our friend to get them to confirm to us that we were right. We offload by um, being aggressive. This is more for me, being aggressive and being nasty. Like if somebody stirs me up, I'll use my verbal knives to react. I I want it off me. I do not want to sit within my thing. Yeah. I do not want to sit with myself. So I will react yeah. in a way to offload it. I want it off me as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. So, so then when we're sitting, like, do we, like, do we have to like go back and think of where is this from? Like, what is our, not, not at that step. Okay. Not, not at that step. Okay. The only thing you're doing is recognizing you've been triggered and Putting then you emotionally sit and allowing okay. it to be and exist within you. Yeah. Knowing I don't know what I'm going to find. Yes. I'll even sometimes say you're allowed to be here. Like, yeah, that's a great one. That's a great mantra. Yeah. And you've reduced that feeling or you've, I, when I think of the hot coal, you reduce the temperature by allowing it to sit in your hands and it reduces in its energy. And when we sit with things, the narratives that we've had before, they allow them to reduce and lose their power when we sit with them but most times we do not sit with the narratives and we continuously offload 
Now you can also offload within yourself. You can offload by beating yourself up. Mm-hmm. You can offload by making it about you, by getting like passive aggressive and, you know, keep it inside and then be resentful. Yeah. It's, it's not only an external manifestation. It's something that's going on within you. I react outwardly. I'll yeah, get irritable same. and be nasty. Yeah, same. But for other uh, women, I have noticed that they'll turn inward. And that, that um, inability to deal with that, it turns inward. And it starts, you know, the hot coal is within their heart. And they can't sit with that. And they do self-harm emotionally. So the sit is designed for you to be able to, and I recommend 24 hours, but the design or it's designed to allow you to reduce and sit with your own pain without changing it, without analyzing it, without offloading it. You are just sitting with it. You don't have to think about it. Meaning you don't have to go through, oh, did this emanate from my fifth grade teacher? Or, oh, is this because he cheated on me before? Or you don't have to go there yet. So this is 24 hours? Twenty, And so I can can sit, it depends. When when you're first starting this, I recommend 24 hours because most people can't sit with it for five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) So I recommend a full day, but the process of sitting is allowing you eventually to be able to react, but not react from that patterned way. Right. You're reacting from your truth, not your ego's narrative of interpretation of what just went down. Right. So it's giving you the ability to just sit and flow through it. You're not resisting it. Yeah. You have to feel it to heal it. Amen. Amen. I 100% agree with that. So you're feeling it, you're not analyzing Mm -hmm. it. And then the third step is the sift. This is when, after you've been sitting with it, you allow yourself. And sometimes I do the sit and the sift at the same time. I just recommend for somebody that's just starting, I would give it some time to be able to not have to think about it as it's active yeah. in its full flaming, you know, glory. But when you're in there, you're the sift is when you are sifting through the thoughts, emotions, and desired reactive behavior. Mm. So we have these things, or I call them default defenses. We have an arsenal of tools that we use to cope to offload our stirs. Like we were saying before, you could use emotional swords, you could use whatever you use to protect yourself and get yourself out of that feeling, offloading it internally or externally. Mm-hmm. We use these default defenses that we want to use as our, as our skill set. We've been using them for a really long time. They're really destructive. They're not moving us forward. We use these default defenses. So when you're sifting, you're going through and you, the shift star method is a workbook. So you're, when you're doing the sift, you're being in communion with what is going on within your mind, Mm. really digging deep in the thoughts underneath the thoughts. Like, Oh, I'm so mad at him. I, he did this. He disrespected me. Okay. Well, what's under that? Right. What were the thoughts that happened before? And really getting clear on that and where that comes from. 
where does that come from? Where, what, when somebody stirs you, what copied and pasted narrative did you put on that situation? Right. Did you infer that they thought that you were dumb? Did you infer that they were taking advantage of you? There's a whole storyline that goes, if they were taking advantage of you, there's a history of that within you that they're bringing up. They're poking on or getting close to something you've already been feeling. They're mm-hmm. just, they're serving as reminders to those stories that you've collected. Yes. It's in your mind. And they're pointing you and saying, look, look, look. So when you get into the sift and you allow yourself to extrapolate and, um, you know, get down the layers of the onion within ourselves, that's really where the magic happens. Because like you were saying before, that's that personal accountability piece. When we get clear of what's really going on, we realize it has nothing to do with them. Mm -hmm. We've used this, we've used them or that situation to reconfirm to us what we're afraid of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we like, exactly. We're like looking for validation for our, um, our stories that we have. Absolutely. And when we think somebody doesn't do that, we go off on an emotional tangent in our mind and give ourselves proof yeah. That you're not enough. So I, yeah. I consider it like surveying. Yes. You're, you're like looking out and you're being hypervigilant to see if anybody is aware that you're poor or if you're fat mm-hmm. or if you're angry. So mm-hmm. if anybody pushes on or any circumstances in the external world even remotely come close to that narrative we have strong reactions. Mm-hmm. That's a stir. Okay. So we're going all, we are stirring, stirring. Stirring. So I then you have the fourth step, which is the cornerstone of the method. And one that I really thought I would primarily just focus on when I was thinking about what I was going to do in life. It's the share. Mm. The share is being in communion with a friend or a group or a anyone that you feel safe with and owning your awful owning Mm -hmm. the narrative Mm -hmm. being honest and unapologetic not about the circumstances but about what happened within your mind yeah your own reaction your own narrative mm-hmm. that, or what reaction you wanted to do, what your mind said, how you correlated. That's intimacy and that's vulnerability because it's showing people your wounds and saying, ah, oh, when that guy didn't call me back, I just said to myself, you know, I'm never going to get married. It's because I'm overweight. I'm never going to have kids. Everyone else is. I, whatever that is, that person, when he didn't call you back, stirred up these fears that you've had for a long time. And we overcompensate and pretend that those things are not there and assume that everybody's just floating along peacefully and easily and that we're not worried about that and we do not own our awful. Mm. And when we own our awful with women, we connect deeply to them 
and ourselves and create a sense of community for the truth. Mm-hmm. Not how it looks, not how we'd prefer it to look, but owning your actual truth. And I think, um, I think of social media so often about owning your awful. When women tell the truth about what's really going on, we release the shackles of women next to us far away from us and within ourselves. We release the shackles because everybody's thinking that everybody else has it together and they're the only hot mess. Yes. And I feel like you see too, like when people actually do become vulnerable and do post something vulnerable, like I'm like, that's what gets the most engagement. Like that's what people want to hear. You're like being the, you're being like the permission slip for them to be a hot mess sometimes. Own their own. Totally. And being able to do that, I, I, I want to tell you a, a story because I think that this is such a good example of owning your awful and also an inciting incident that would cause a stir. I got a message on Instagram the other day and it was really mean. It was like, it was, it said, um, it was me working out and she goes, how uh, narcissistic. She might as well be naked. Uh, she's what she's this, she's that, whatever. Uh, just not nice. Really yeah. just mean, mean spirited messages. Yeah. And of course, when I read this, oh, and by the way, this is a message to me, but it's actually supposed to be sent to someone else. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. She didn't know she was saying it directly to me. She was mm-hmm. probably writing her girlfriend and accidentally sent it to me. Yes. So I realized that and my initial reaction was, my initial thoughts was to react by sending something nasty. Yeah. Because that's my, this is what I normally, not normally do, but this is what I normally want to do because I want to offload the pain. Yeah. So I thought of it and I'm like, oh, let me just write her back. Oh, honey, or oh, sweetheart, if you, if I really was naked on here, then you would just want to kill yourself. Yeah. You're like, I, I wanted to like, really, I was so serious about it hurt. It, it hurt me and I wanted to hurt her back. Yeah. So I was like, no, no, no. I was like, you sit with this. This is not, no, absolutely not. TM, you sit, sit. I'm telling myself in my mind. So I sat with it and then I wrote her back. I said, oh, I don't think this, is me- this message was for me with yeah. a smiley face. Yeah. So she writes me back and she goes, I am so sorry, so ashamed and so embarrassed. Mm. I just had a baby. I'm feeling fat. And I think this is just my, that was my jealousy speaking. Mm, Good for her. And that was the magic. Right. I, I wrote her back and I actually did a video of it. And I said, Honey, you have nothing to be ashamed of. This is something that we all struggle with in, in many areas, especially on, it, on the internet. I was like, thank you for owning your awful and telling the truth because it's okay. We all struggle with something like this. So I said, and then it was fine. It was just sweet. And and then we were texting back and forth and we were kind of going back and forth. But I said, um, in my mind, I was like, that's the perfect example of the shift stir method in general. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I was stirred. 
while she was stirred. She wrote me that message because I stirred her. Yeah. When she wrote me that message, I stirred. And I, instead, she was reactive by sending the message. And instead of me writing a nasty message, I sat and I sat with myself and that desire to want to hurt and inflict pain and offload my own, to ease the narrative that was going on within my mind. Yes. So I, I didn't and I sat and I was able through sitting and not reacting, I opened up the potential for limitless opportunities of how that could have worked itself out. And you gave her the opportunity to sit. Absolutely. Because if you would have reacted right away, she would have, while triggered still, while still stirring, would have had a completely different response to- Completely. I knew the outcome of that. I know that we could have just gone tit for tat. We would have been- mean to each other, bumping yeah. up against each, each other's egos. Yeah. But when I reduced it, reduced my ego and I sat with it and I was able to speak with her in neutrality, I opened up the potential for a possible friendship, mm-hmm. a possible, uh, just an, an opportunity that I could not have done if I didn't sit. Mm-hmm. Now I got a beautiful gift. Would I have ever thought that now I would be able to use this story? I would have blocked myself from the gift of being able to tell you this potent, powerful story if I would have been reactive. reactive. Mm-hmm. So then she owned her awful, and it was just a perfect illustration of how powerful that was. It neutralizes, and it connects people. Because before, I wasn't thinking that she was nice. I wasn't thinking she, I'm just thinking terrible things. Yeah. You're but not thinking like, oh, she's like, you know, oh, she's hurting or you're not having the compassion for her. Whereas no compassion. Give her the opportunity to open up and be vulnerable with you. Then it allows you to go from anger, judgment, or, you know, even indifference to compassion. Yes. And I was so thankful because I was like, girl, I get it. I've been there. I've been there many times where I have that narrative. I don't send any messages, but I've wanted to be mean to someone. I've thought mean things. So I get it. And when we don't honor that owning, by owning our awful, we disconnect from our humanity and we shame it and we judge it and we suffer through all of the manifestations of shame, guilt, And feeling like this isn't happening to anyone else. So two women, after something bad happened, were able to change that by owning their awful and saying, I've been there. I get it. I get it. I see you. I see me through you. Mm -hmm. So it has that compassion um, and connection element. And it could have been a different story. But the thing that made it possible was the sit. Yes. Well, that's her owning her awful. Oh, absolutely. She could have, yeah, it, 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 by the sit, it created her to be able to own her awful. I'm telling you, it's 100% connected. There's a vibrational energetic exchange when we sit, we open up different channels in the quantum realm, let's say, we open up 
potentials for better outcomes when we sit. Love this. So that's, does that make sense? Totally. I think of it as like you could have a projector screen and it's going one screen by the next. We, when we are reactive, it goes to a predictable copied and pasted scenario to our, um, our movie, let's just say, or our film. We already know what that outcome is going to be. Light, or slightly, or we kind of know what variance it is. Yeah. But when we sit, we open up these channels for the, you know, they say time is always happening. It's always happening. Every, everything that is happening and everything that has the potential to happen has already happened in one single moment. Yeah. It's our, everything is already is the past. It already is. So if I have, yeah. So if I have Tina me, Tina Marie being reactive, if I have Tina Marie being or being mean, or all of these potential uh, reactions, I know that I pretty much can assure the outcome of it. It's not good. Yeah. But when I sit, I open up the possibility for things and situations and opportunities and everything it becomes more expansive and things that i could not even predict or wish for will manifest by virtue of doing the sit mm. it becomes that the possibilities become endless of the outcome yeah so let's recap so what are the four stir stir sit, yeah. stir. sift share and then the, the shift is just after you've done that work, you can't come out the same person. Yes. You, you are, something will shift in terms of it's a person that are you could, not like actionable with shift. Like it's just like being open to the shift. It is, it is um, doing the steps that create the shift. Yeah. The, the, it's the byproduct of doing the four other steps is yes. the shift. Yes. It's an energetic shift. It's shifting your perception. You started out with this way of thinking and you put it through the method. And at the end, something has shifted. It may not be, oh, I think that person's amazing where you think that you could be their friend. But it could be just a softening. It could be, oh, like when when I was thinking about the stir, because I had to even go back to myself and I was like, oh, if I didn't uh, believe or think any of that was true, why would I have been reactive? So I had to work through myself and had to figure out within my own mind, I had to sift through. When she wrote me that message, there was a part of me that was reactive. Let's go through what she said and what my mind said that meant. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. So I, I, so I had to go through all of that to be able to know we are only reactive when we believe in the narrative that's going on in our mind. If, if she would have called me, um, dull, you're so dull and basic and whatever, I wouldn't have been reactive. Right. There's not a part of me that believes that. Right. And when that's what I always say. Like I, when someone, if something triggers you, I like always ask yourself, what am I making this mean about myself? Amen. <laughs> How am I correlating that? So that's really, once you do that work and you um, 
come out on the other side, something has shifted, something within yourself, something within another person. Energetically, when we, when we sit, we give birth to the possibilities of something so much better. Yes. Getting these words tattooed on me so I can just, every time I get triggered, I can just look at them. (laughs) It's so, so true. And even really intimate relationships, like intimate relationships that have been predictable, um, relationship with a mother or father or, or somebody that you've been close with a long time. It is the most effective way of changing someone else in some way is changing yourself. When you change and you sit, you give yourself the opportunity for different outcomes. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I love how you correlated that with kind of like the quantum like dimensions. Like that's exactly- oh no no. I, I wish I had like I'm gonna do a little bit more to uh, explain it. And I think that you know um, there's you know physicists and um, incredible scientists can really breathe truth and and light to this because it is actual. And when you put the science behind it, you're, you are getting into a different frequency that opens up those possibilities. But knowing that, knowing that you have the power to do that, most people don't realize how powerful they are Mm -hmm. and their ability to change themselves. Totally. And we talk about, we've had like episodes before about quantum leaping, where it's like when you think of the version of you that you want to become, or when you close your eyes and you see this different version of your reality, like that actually does exist and you have the ability to like, Oh, that's it. That's the, that's the switch in the, the, the video. That's when, when you sit, you open up the possibility for that, that infinite time space thing that's already happening that if it's all happening all at once, you are able to shift into that by sitting. And be open to not having to control the outcome because when you don't try to control it, it probably turns out better than you could have. Wait, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yes. That's why it becomes so um, infinite. Yes. Because even what you would want as your perfect outcome, it's it's not going to show up that way. It's going to be even better in delivering what you want and what you need. It's even better. It's the most mysterious thing. It's that's magic to me. Well, and I feel like, well, and I I say this all the time too, like our chakras and our energy and our, like whatever frequency that we're emitting in our pure love state is literally the magnet to the life that we desire, the life that we want. And if we just stop fucking with that magnet, with our own bullshit, (laughs) it would bring us there. And so in the sit, when we're releasing the bullshit, we're not clinging onto the emotion of the reaction, then we're allowing the- uh, Magnet to work. Magnet to work, exactly. Amen. Oh girl, we are vibing, yes. (laughs) That's exactly it. That was so good. Yes. And when you, when you feel that, and that's the most power, like the coolest part about doing this work when, when I'm working with girls and women that are trying to, you know, make shifts when they do it, they, that's freaking confidence, confidence building when they feel and recognize and actually use their tools within them their abilities to do this work, they become so confident. They feel like they're their own creator. They feel more in control of the outcome when they take their power back 
and control what's going on within their minds. It's never external. It's not, it's not anybody else. It's really us. Mm-hmm. And when we get that and when women experience that, that is, you know, I think of confidence building. That is confidence building. They are confident within themselves. It's not from external. Nobody had to change. Nobody had to do anything else. You did it. And when women feel that, it is the most, that's my why. To yeah. get high off of their, their power. Really. Yes. We are Being able to feel. Ladies. Yes. Okay. I love it. So this is actually the perfect, I mean, this whole thing makes so much sense with our next segment, segment, manic moments and manifesting, where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing we manifested because our last meltdown typically is the uh, catalyst of the manifestation. (laughs) So I, um, I'll go first. So I felt like I wanted to like crawl out of my skin the other day my sleep was off. I was so tired, probably drinking too much wine, but I was just like, not okay. I had a dream that I murdered someone. It was just like, and like, in thinking, even like going deeper on that, I was reliving the narrative. I'm bad. I'm bad because I didn't sleep enough. I'm bad because I drink too much wine. I'm bad. I had this dream that confirmed that I'm bad. Um, and I did sit with it and I actually, which led to my manifestation. So I was like, okay, am I going to like offload this on my husband right now and be like, oh, we need to do this or we need to do that or we need to sleep better. Or, like I could like freak out and like make myself feel bad or take it out on him or I could just sit with it. So I did some tapping. I did some journaling. I took a bath um, and I was like, I don't need to have a solution to feel better right now because I know I'm going to feel better. And I just kind of, yeah, I mean, I did just sit with it. Um, and did kind of like a little bit of that inner work. And then um, it was just interesting that I, as I was kind of sitting with it and not really mentioning anything, my husband had a moment to be vulnerable with me and say how he was feeling and how he kind of felt like he was in a rut. And that, I mean- See, that's the infinite possibility. When you sit, you open it up. Exactly, and then we had a beautiful beautiful conversation. Mm-hmm. And then through that conversation, we were able to have like this beautiful connection. And like another thing that I was kind of feeling stressed about was I was like, oh, I feel like I'm like so in my head. And I, I also was like, I feel like my husband is not paying attention to me. And like that was another story I was playing out. So it's like when I was able to sit with it, he was able to be vulnerable with me and we had this connection and we were able to kind of, you know, have this really nice conversation of um, not only like, these are things we need to do to fix this, but like, we both know that it's okay to feel this way and that we're going to, you know, and just from having that moment, the next, literally like within an hour of that day, both of our energies just shifted. And like, Mm. there was no, um, you know, there was no like planning and typically I'm a planner. I'm like, we need to do this. We need to do that. But it just like flowed and the energy shifted. And we were both like, I feel like way better. We didn't even like do anything. Um, and, oh. now, and then again, like we woke up, this was uh, what yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. And then we woke up today and we were both just like in the best moods and so excited about everything. And um, I also realized that um, it's probably cause I was PMSing, but, but Hey, I sat with it. <laughs> hey. Man, that is the perfect example. I am so, uh, you know, happy and proud of you for taking that space for the set because you opened up the channel for not having to tinker with the external and allowing it to come in, allowing 
more possibilities for you opened up the energetic frequency for your husband to even be able to come to you. If you were blaming within your mind, he would have felt that. Exactly. He would have felt shame and bad and he wouldn't have been able to be vulnerable to be be like, babe, I really think I'm a little off right now. You would have blocked the opportunity through your energy. Exactly. So do you have another example you want to, I mean, you already shared an example, a great example, but is there another one on your mind to share or do you want to leave it with that? Um, I had something yesterday. I, my mother-in-law's in town and I have not been seeing her as much as I normally do. And I walked in and uh, she was talking to my house manager and they all of a sudden started or stopped speaking. And instantly I was like, they were talking about me. Oh my gosh, this is weird. So I like got this weird narrative in my mind. And then she said something about, oh yeah, I want to give you these pajamas, but I haven't, you know, I haven't seen you to be able to connect. And I instantly correlated them stopping talking plus, uh, you know, her not being able to whatever. So I just went inside my room and I beat myself up and I just thought, oh, like you haven't made time. You haven't done this. She was talking about you. Like I had all the stir storm in my mind. I just went there and I wanted to be reactive and say, um, hey, do you want to get together tomorrow and do workout or do, you know, go shopping or whatever? I wanted to tinker with the outside world, but instead I, I really am sitting right now and allowing myself to feel the possibility that is it okay? Because it really hit upon for me, it was like, I haven't been able to be as present because I've been really anxious lately. Mm-hmm. And I've been having to be my crap and go back within myself. And I have guilt and I have shame about my anxiety. Mm-hmm. And she just bumped against that idea. Right. And that's why it caused such a charge. And me, that's really what I'm doing right now is just sitting with is it okay for me to be able to be anxious? Am I okay? Am I going to be able to love myself and not beat myself up and honor the fact that there's a lot of time where I need to be by myself and not have stimulation from anyone and take time for myself. And I had to, I'm sitting with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. So you're in the process right now. And I love right that now. what you said about not being like, oh, let's go do this or let's go do that. Cause then that's going into fixer mode. And that's almost like, um, it's a fearful response. It's a fearful it's a re- response. It's a, it exactly. It's like a trying to control the outcome. Yeah. Cause I want to confirm to myself that I'm yeah, okay. And exactly. that she, she doesn't I, think I, I'm I, bad I, or that's exactly my usual go-to is like, yeah. Okay. Well, if like someone, yeah, if I think someone's mad at me or something, I'll like, okay, let's, oh, hi, how are you? You want to do this? Like trying yeah, to like, overcompensating. Exactly. And wanting and to like actually is what will make them annoyed because they can actually sense it. <laughs> they can feel it. It's the energy when you were saying like, oh, I would have normally gone to my husband and yeah. got him to like, go like find external ways to confirm to you that yeah. you're okay. Yeah. That's when we get in trouble. That's when it's just the vibration, the intention 
for doing those things is not coming from love. It's coming from, I am afraid and I want you to give me something. When you do that with your husband or when I do that, I want you to confirm to me that I'm lovable and that I'm good. So I'm going to manipulate the external things. And if it doesn't measure up, oh, you're cruising for a bruising because that may, that may just restart the cycle because if they don't react in a way that's exactly right to your arithmetic oh, of yeah. what it means, and then you restart. Do. Yeah. No. Never do. <laughs> because we're, we're copying, copying and pasting and it's from exactly. a fierce uh, frequency. So when we go against that and we allow it to open by sitting, we open up more possibilities. Yeah. I love this. Oh my God. I love you. Um, can we be best friends? And Absolutely. Okay. We already are. We, we, already, are soul, are. we, already, we are. already soul sisters. This was Perfect. freaking amazing. So and amazing. thank you so much. This okay. was like therapy. Like therapy, 100%. And I, we're going to be doing some IGTVs, you guys, as well. So make sure to uh, check out Tina Marie Clark. Where can we find you? You can find um, the Shiftster Method uh, book on Amazon, and you can also find me at, at Tina Marie Clark. Um, and your Instagram is amazing. Like you are fashion goals. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. You guys, thank you so much for listening. You've got a five step fucking process and let's all do it together. DM both of us. Let us know how it goes. Use the process. Check out the book because you want to do a deep dive. I think if we need to like, if we want to ingrain this process, we need to read the book. We need to like be on it. So go check out the book as well. Thank you all so much for listening. And thank you, Tina Marie. Also, why have we not talked about how we both have two first names? I know. I actually was thinking that when we <laughs> logged on, I was like, oh, she has a double name too. Double the name, double the fun. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Thanks for listening guys. And we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, karma's real. So if you love this episode, go leave a comment, rate us five stars, and subscribe. And you're going to manifest a mini heart chakra upgrade because you've got to give if you want to receive. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at chakragirlco and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Also, you can find more info on this episode at chakragirlco.com. That's where you're going to access the show notes. And while you're on my website, check out the newest online hotspot, the Chakra Girl Glam and Grounded membership. We would love to help you activate those chakras, babe. So step into that chic life and join us in the Glam and Grounded membership. Love you, mean it. See you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.